Happy Halloween. If you are listening in on October 31st when this podcast has been released, I want to wish you all happy, safe, and magical Halloween celebrations. On this week's episode, I wanted to stay with a bit of a spooky Halloween theme. I'm going to cover what is a ghost winery. It is not haunted, by the way, though there may be some, but I'm going to define and share the story of what California's ghost wineries are. And then in the spirit of Halloween, I'm sharing three of my favorite Halloween candy and wine pairings that you are going to be able to easily create at home. So if you love candy, some chocolate, maybe a little peanut butter, all of that yumminess, and you like a little bit of wine history with a bit of a spooky twist, then today's episode is for you. Let's get started and dive right into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the White Tub Talk. I'm your host, Smalia Aaron Ozar, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here. And if we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional Smalia for over 20 years now. And it's my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical. Meaning I want to make sure that you leave every single episode with some real life tips that you can put into use right away that are going to help you find wines that you are going to love to enjoy with family and friends. I want you to think of me as your very own practical Somali. And this week, I definitely have some practical tips for you because I'm sharing three of my favorite Halloween pairings with you. Before I dive into the story of what a ghost winery is, I do want to say if you enjoy ghost stories and a little bit of spooky history, then you'll definitely want to check out my Instagram and TikTok pages from the last couple of days because I've been sharing some winery ghost stories. So you'll find me at Wine Girl Academy on both Instagram and TikTok, and you're going to find some fun, short, spooky, haunted winery stories. So if those are of interest for you, be sure to check them out. Now let's talk about what a ghost winery is. And you may have heard the term about a ghost winery. Obviously, we have ghost stories, but I thought it would be a lot of fun to tell you a little bit of a ghost story that is real. But when we refer to a ghost winery, when we're talking about the wine industry, this is a term that we use to describe wineries out of California. And they were built between 1860 and the 1900s and then were abandoned and fell into disrepair and were basically just left to the elements. And so they look a little spooky. They've broken down and they were abandoned due to the Great Depression. We had prohibition. We had a vine disease. We still have it. But before they knew how to work with it called phylloxera that basically eats vines from the ground up. It eats them from the roots. And so they die. So vineyards were starting to experienced damage because of this disease. So before Prohibition, there were over 700 wineries in California. And 14 years later, there were only 40 left. So it gives you an idea. Now, of course, California today, hundreds of wineries there. The industry has come back to life and then some, but a ghost winery. And some of them have been recreated. They have gone into them and they have refurbished them. But history in regards to the California wine industry that definitely took off with a boom and then got hit with a lot of different events, one on top of the other, that caused a demise of the industry and then it was rebuilt. But a ghost winery does refer to those wineries that were impacted at that time. So I wanted to share. It's a bit of trivia for you. Now that you know the story behind what a Californian ghost winery is, let's dive into the pairings. And I'm going to start off at the first ones with 
what we call in Canada Smarties, though you may have M&Ms. So for your candy-coated milk chocolate fun beads of deliciousness, and for this pairing, you're going to have a couple of Smarties, and then you are going to enjoy a beautiful sampling of Moscato de Asti. Now, why Moscato de Asti? We're going to be pairing Moscato de Asti with the Smarties because it is the go-to chocolate wine. This is the wine that if you are a chocolate fan, you must have Moscato de Asti in the house. It is a grape. It comes from northern Italy. It is a wonderful wine. It's delicious. And Moscato de Asti goes with all things chocolate. Now, if you haven't had Moscato before, you have been missing out. And for those of you who have been listening to me for a while, you will know that this is a wine that is always in my house. It is truly one of my favorites. And I love to say that it's impossible to be unhappy and drink Moscato de Asti. This wine is slightly frizzante, so when you have a sip of it, you're going to have a slight spritz. And it has a refreshing apricot peach flavor coming from the glass. And it's just light and lively. It is low alcohol. And this is just a fun, wonderful wine. But it is the go-to wine for chocolates, white, milk, and dark chocolate styles. This is your girl. If you're having a chocolate fondue, this is a wine you definitely want to have in people's glasses when you're enjoying a chocolate fondue. So. That's just my little backstory or a little pitch, if you will, of why I think every house needs at least one or two bottles, maybe even three bottles of Moscato de Asti. Also, if you are a cupcake fan, those cupcakes with all of that delicious icing that comes with it and you never know what to have with it because they're so sweet, this is a wine that could definitely go with those super sweet cupcakes as well. So your first pairing is going to be Smarties with Moscato de Asti. As you're going through your tasting, there's no right or wrong way. Some people will say, take the Smarties first, then take a sip of wine. Other people say, take a sip of wine, then have the Smarties. You just enjoy it. Take a little bit. The idea is that you do want both flavors in your mouth to be able to experience that. But what you're looking for is equally fun in regards to sweet from the candy a little sweet from the wine and harmonious flavors that come together for magic in your mouth. So that's our first pairing. The second pairing, you're going to move on to milk chocolate. Now I've mentioned an arrow bar here, but you can definitely just have any type of milk chocolate or chocolate chips that you have around the house. And with this milk chocolate, you're going to be pairing your California Zinfandel. Now why Zinfandel? Zinfandel is also a wonderful wine with chocolate. The reason being is that it does have a bit of a chocolate note to it. It has lower tannins, that mouth drying sensation. And a lot of times in Zinfandel, we'll get the chocolate coated raisin flavor in it. We get these lovely sort of raisinated flavors as well as those smokiness and chocolate flavors in the wine. So really delicious pairing. I think you'll really enjoy it. If you haven't had Zimmedel before, or maybe you've had it if you've been having hamburgers or ribs, if you are a chocolate fan, Zimpadel can definitely take you all the way through. One of my favorite other pairings with Zinfandel, and I'm just going to share this as a little segue or sidebar, is to take one of your favorite crispy chocolate cookies. So like a fudgio in Canada, we have fudgios, which is chocolate icing with hard cookie shell on the outside and break those in two and dip it in your wine. It's the Corona treat, basically, instead of milk and cookies. It's wine and cookies, but we'll do a cookie pairing on another day. But definitely have some Zinfandel left over from this. Try some cookies with it as well. So second pairing, milk chocolate and your Zinfandel. Now here we have the peanut butter cup and delicious. I love them. They are weakness. I don't keep them in the house because I have 
no control when they're around. But the peanut butter cup, you're going to be doing as your third pairing, and you're going to be pairing this with that big, delicious buttery Chardonnay. Now, why Chardonnay? What we're doing here is we are matching like for the peanut butter inside the inside the chocolate cup here is buttery and it's rich and it has creamy flavors to it and that chardonnay is going to tag in really deliciously with the peanut butter definitely a wonderful pairing to try it might surprise you a little bit in actually how well it works if you haven't tried this before but peanut butter cups with a full body chardonnay when you're shopping you definitely want to look for words on the label about that it is buttery and you might have notes of vanilla but with peanut butter it is a delicious pairing and i can't wait to hear what you think about it now you know three of my favorite Halloween and wine pairings, and hopefully you'll have a chance to try these, and I can't wait to hear if you find a new favorite out of the three that I've shared with you. You also now know what a California ghost winery is, and so you have a bit of a spooky historical story to go along with your Halloween celebration. I do want to take this chance to remind you that wine and food pairings, and this time wine and candy pairings, is like a grown-up science class. It's an experiment. Everybody's going to taste a little bit different. So remember to play with your food and have some fun. So often, especially if you are studying wine, that it can get really serious really fast. So remember to play with your food, if you will, to enjoy the discovery of the different flavors, to remember what it's like to be surprised or wowed at the combination of the flavors and the wine and how they come together. So I hope that these pairings bring a little bit of magical experiences into your wine pairing and it opens up some new experiences on your palate. If you're listening in on October 31st, I do want to remind you that today is the last day to download the October Food and Wine Pairing Guide that you'll find that and the link's going to be easy to find in the show notes below. But on November 1st, November's Food and Wine Pairing Guide is going up and it's got tons of great recipes. So for next week's episode, I'm going to be going through that guide and breaking down the grapes in there because in November, we have five grape wine holidays, if you will, to celebrate. And so I have done a pairing and a recipe for each one of those grapes. We have Merlot Day, Tempranillo Day, Zinfandel Day, Carmenere Day, and of course, the release of Beaujolais Nouveau. So next week's episode, I'm going to be breaking down those grape varieties and giving you a bit of information on each of them to celebrate them as well as as of November 1st, the new guide will be up. Just head on over to winegirlacademy.com and under freebies, you're going to find the guide all there. As always, if you have any questions or comments about today's episode, please reach out either on Instagram or TikTok at winegirlacademy or email me at hello at winegirlacademy.com. I would love to hear from you. I would especially love to hear if you watch the ghost story reels that I put together that you'll find on Instagram or TikTok, and if you have a new favorite pairing out of the ones we've discussed today. On that note, I want to wish you a wonderful week. Happy Halloween. Cheers to you. Bye now.